Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was ain't open them up. Could it be something with open them up? If it say something, we're dumping it out. And then it's something, it's something out. And then it's got it, it's part of it, nothing. And now from an undisclosed location, you are now tuned in to the Xander Effect with host Xander Dane. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey.
That was Katy Perry featuring Snoop Dogg, California Girls, right here on The Xander Effect. We'd like to take the time to wish everybody out there a happy Veterans Day. And uh, we here at The Xander Effect would also like to thank every men and women that serve the armed forces. Thank you so much for the services that you have given to us. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Uh, we would like to, you know, from the from the bottom of our hearts, we'd like to thank all of you and uh, wish each and every single one of our men and women in the armed forces a happy Veterans Day. And now, welcome everyone to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames, alongside with me are my two wonderful co-hosts. Well, one of the two ain't bad. <laughs> the first one, the whatever co-host, Mr. Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? Oh, feeling very loved and well fascinated, <laughs> might I say. <laughs> and of course, we have our beautiful uh, co-host, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Lonnie, how you doing? Doing pretty good now that I've got my almond milk cappuccino. Yeah, you know what? I'm doing why, a lot why, better. Why did you make us wait? I mean, come on. Before we started recording, yeah. we were sitting here and we're like, oh my God, Lonnie's taking forever. Like, I thought it was Jeremy that was, I thought it was Jeremy the one that was always was late. Just, I slept in a little bit this morning and, you know, like I feel like I caught up on my sleep nice. after all the election craziness and yes. football this weekend. Yes. Finally, like I feel, feel really rested. But then the flip side of that, you know, sometimes when you get too much sleep, you need something like an extra jolt to wake you up. So um, my mom, she likes decaf. And so I bought like a bunch of decaf coffee for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I just realized we were out of regular caffeinated coffee. So I'm like, oh, OK, let me go get some coffee before the show starts. And I wanted to support a local place mm -hmm. instead of going to Starbucks or Pete's. But the local place was closed because they're only open on weekends. So then I'm like, okay, great. And then I have to drive. And then I ran into a, a light. And then the train came. And I was like, ah. But I have to tell you, I feel like I went over the river and through the woods just to get coffee this morning. Just to get the grandmother's house? <laughs> totally. But it was worth <laughs> the drive because this is a really good, she did a really good make, job making it. I love nice. when you like tell them how you want it, and she made it exactly how I described it. Oh, nice. I love that. No, a good cup of coffee gets you going, but man, mm -hmm. having to go through all of that to get it is very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. And the thing with me is like, it's it's funny because usually, usually Jeremy's the one that makes us wait. You know, yeah. he's always having like technical difficulties and stuff like that, you know, so. Well, it's it, true. I got a crap computer. What do you want from hey, me? I just thought, I just thought it was Lonnie's way of seeking revenge now. She's like, <laughs> no, you're going to have to make it. No, you're going to have to wait. That's what I figured. It's, she just Figured she needed to flex on me a little bit, and, you know, <laughs> be in my place. So she's like, she's like, you know what? You're uh, there's only one diva here, okay? Only one. <laughs> All right, and that's me right here, right? No, but that's no, but no, it's it's really cool to have. Uh, definitely like coffee. I cannot function without coffee in the morning. I swear. Really? I just can't. I can't do it. Like Same I. Here. Yeah. There have been times where um, where I don't have coffee and I start the show off, and then it's like I'm like, so. For news, it's. I'm not sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. It's good. I'm fine. I'm okay. You know. So it's like I need that by times. But I know what you're saying, though, Lonnie, about having uh -huh. a little bit of a jolt 
in the morning yeah. uh, or it's having like too much rest. Thing. Yeah, when you when you sleep too much. Yeah, it's like you have like, well, because I think it's my dad always said that it's like your body uh, basically trying to, you know, uh, like it's almost like your body has credit of sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, there are times where you don't use that credit. So your body starts actually cashing in on that credit that you haven't used yet. So right. that's like your sleep basically saying, yeah, there's there's, you know, you're sleep deprived. So we're going to go ahead and cash in on the rest of this. And when you wake up, you're still going to be, you know, tired. So that's mm-hmm. happened to me a couple of times. But there's there are times when I wake up and I'm just like, whoa, I needed that. I'm, yeah. I'm good now. I'm good to go. Let's let's do this. I don't right. know what that feels like. Well, because you don't. You're you're like a bat. You know. I mean, you sleep <laughs> during the day, and you're you're prowling at night. You know, looking for that fruit. You know. So I mean, you know, dude, yeah. what do you want from a thirty? What is it? Thirty-four <laughs> year insomniac now. Um, really? Really? Yeah, you I've, suffer from insomnia? I have suffered from insomnia since I was ten years old. Oh wow! I had a small nervous breakdown on the show around ten, and it resulted mm. in insomnia. Came from it oh, wasn't wow. about the show actually. I mean, the pressures of it had things to do with it, but I had right. just begun dealing with like mentally dealing with my father's uh, leaving when my parents separated and all that kind of stuff, and I just mm-hmm. I couldn't go to sleep. I was terrified to go to sleep. Now, yeah. I'm not scared to go to sleep anymore, but the insomnia that, I mean, it's just something I still deal with. It comes in cycles. So I'll go months and months at a time where for me, I'm getting a decent night's sleep, which is like four hours or so. Mm-hmm. And Four hours? Yeah, that's for me, that four or five hours is a good night's sleep. Oh. Um, so, you know, I'll go through a few months where I'm getting that and then I'll go mm-hmm. through six, seven, eight months where I get, you know, I can't sleep almost all night. I may crash during the day, get like an hour or two and that's about it. You know, I've, I've probably had six, seven total hours of sleep in the last five days. Didn't, you, just, di- didn't you once tell me, and I, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but didn't you once tell me that scientists actually said that you only really need five hours of sleep? Well, I mean, they actually have said the body can function on it. Six is six, five to six is considered the the need area. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do, as as Lonnie, I'm sure, can attest, you get your best reparative, you know, Mm -hmm. functions in your body while you're resting. And if you don't reach that deep sleep level, if you don't, you know, your body just doesn't heal itself and repair and recover as well. Mm -hmm. So it's one of the reasons why I've always had issues with recovering from getting sick, why I've always been more yeah. susceptible to colds and things going yeah. around. It just, my body does not get the chance to heal itself very well. And it's something yeah. I've dealt with forever. So I'm able to plow through. I'm able to, you know, it's amazing what the body and the mind can adjust to when you've dealt with it for so long. But right. I honestly can't recall the last time I got an eight hour sleep. You know, have you tried, uh, uh, and you know me guys, I hate to go on the whole yoga thing, but there's a, a there's a genre of yoga called yoga nidra. And it's uh, particularly for people who have problems sleeping and there's certain things you can do. You can play it. Um, there's like a certain apps you can play at night to help you get in the mood to get in that zone of wanting to sleep. I just, I just, when you said that, it just the first thing that came to mind is Steve Jobs. I got an app for that. 
This is the of my mind when you said that. <laughs> there's an app. Hey, there's an app for that. There's, there's an app for there's that. A, there's an app for sleep deprivation. <laughs> I actually was not familiar with that one. Um, I mean, I have tried and used yoga multiple times throughout my life, but mm-hmm. I didn't know there was one that's um, just for sleep. That's just for sleep. So, no, I will look mm-hmm. into that definitely. Yeah, um, I'll send you um, the link to one of them that's totally free. You can download. I would love um, to take a look at it because mm-hmm. I, I can tell you, and this is something I'm sure you've heard from many, many people, Lonnie. Um, mm-hmm. I had never, never tried yoga before. I mean, it, it not that it didn't interest me, but I was a tennis player. I mean, I, I was mm-hmm. I was doing all these sports that it would have been very beneficial for. But mm-hmm. this was this was, you know late 80s early 90s training methodology it was all about weights and it was all about this and you know you don't lift heavy if you're playing these sports and if you're playing these you don't you always lift you know it was a very basic mentality that we've learned was very flawed you know all these Mm -hmm. years later and when i got to college i had to start taking um different movement classes because i was in drama and oh, one, wow. of the, one of the ones, because stage and theater, they want you to learn different mm-hmm. types of movement. And mm-hmm. and one of the classes offered in the movement was a 8 a.m. yoga class. <laughs> now, this is my college party years, and this is uh-huh. the only class that I scheduled. Yeah, you, you didn't make that class. Oh, I actually I did. I actually did make okay, that class. Okay, you made that more, class incredibly hungover and half asleep. Right. I, well, yeah, but... <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, college years, that would be me actually hang, yeah. hung over and half asleep. <laughs> I was rarely, I was rarely hung over in college. I didn't start pounding, pounding till after college. But gotcha. yes, I probably was coming in mm-hmm. still half stoned from the joint I smoked the night before to nice. put a finer point on it. And I went in for my very first class. And again, I scheduled it there because I wanted one early class, just one. And it seemed like yoga made sense to do it, you know, right mm-hmm. right in the morning. And I went in and again, I was completely unfamiliar with it. And yeah. when I walked out of there, after I felt it was the best I had felt that early in the morning. Wow. In my since I'd start since I had had started having my battles with insomnia. Wow! I, mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I was still dead tired, probably still mm-hmm. half you know half a bit from the night before, half asleep. But mm-hmm. when I walked out of there, I I felt physically, mentally, and every just so much better, top to bottom, than mm-hmm. I had felt since I was ten years old and started having sleep problems. It was yeah. so. I always tell people I'm a, I'm a big believer in yoga, and mm-hmm. I always. I'm telling people about the the benefits and how much more can you know really improve how you feel. Um, yeah, big time. Just so, just, yeah. so you, just so you know, folks, uh, this this entire yoga section of the show <laughs> has been brought to you by Bye. Mr. Uh, Jeremy Miller from Growing. Who's <laughs> 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 a big uh, big fan? Big chef, fan. actor, a yogi. 
Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's sleep deprivation definitely sucks. I mean, his excuse is better than mine. Mine, I'm just, you know, from over 10 years of being a Hollywood club promoter, going, like, I started yeah. work at around 9 p.m., didn't get right. until about 6 in the morning. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, there's also the midday, you know, mansion parties and, you know, midday, yeah. you know, uh, it's just, uh, yeah. Good yeah. times, though. But I think yeah. of the three of us, I'm probably more of a morning person than the two of you. I, I That's so true. I get the my best ideas in the morning. I think the only time I probably, the last time I was pulling all-nighters was when I was in college. But I really love my mornings. Yeah, I, get, I make <laughs> the worst mistakes in the mornings. So. <laughs> best ideas, but not the best, uh, but not the best ideas. So anyways, well, folks, we got a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of fun stuff to talk about uh, today on today's show, including in entertainment news. Selena's father and Netflix are getting sued by a producer over the new Netflix original series about the late singer. We'll talk a little bit about that. In sports, more uh, more COVID cancellations in the NCAA. Alabama versus LSU, Texas A&M versus Tennessee are the latest in uh, cancellations. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Jeremy, I know you're going to have a lot to say about that. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and in uh, video game news, Sony execs are saying that, ter- that the transition from PS4 to PS5 is expected to take, at the very least, three years. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's Paulina's Angel right here on the Xander Effect.
listening to Xander Effect. Oh boy. Check it out, baby. Make it hot. Bring the drama. Yeah.
What's up, guys? This is Ariane Celeste. This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Maricela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Xander Effect, and I am the DJ KID, the Kick and Creep. Welcome to the place to be. featuring Ariana Grande's Rain On Me right here on The Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like uh, Selena's father, uh, Abraham Quintanilla, is actually being sued, along with Netflix, is actually being sued. Sued? Sued? Haha, hello. Uh, <laughs> see what I mean about coffee? Um, is actually being sued uh, by a producer, basically uh, uh, saying, and Netflix is also being sued as well, uh, by a producer by the name of uh, Montezuma Esparza. And basically, he's suing them because 
because he uh, and Abraham had uh, had an agreement back in 1995, giving him rights to the life stories of uh, of Selena. Uh, mm-hmm. He had obviously he had uh, in um, you know he was a producer of the movie Selena, and they were even talking about doing a spinoff series, television series about Selena's life as as, as young Selena and everything, uh, a miniseries. But that mm-hmm. obviously didn't come into fruition until you know uh, until years later when Netflix and Warner Brothers came to an agreement to go ahead and greenlight uh, a TV show based on young Selena that uh, the the trailer has already been out and everything the official trailer for Netflix so uh, looks like Esparza is actually suing Netflix, uh, suing Abraham, and suing uh, Selena's sister Suzette. Uh, you know, uh, for this for this whole mess, and they're still actually wondering how in the world did Warner Brothers greenlight this? Uh, you know, knowing full well that uh, Esparza w- had an agreement with the family about this, so there's still kind of a question about that. But you know what? This well, isn't the first time that Warner Brothers has been involved. Involved in in this type of these types of lawsuits. I mean, if you guys will remember, uh, Warner Brothers was also involved in the lawsuit for the original creator of The Matrix. So this isn't the first time that this is going on. Uh, you know, there's still there's still there's still a lot of stuff going on there. And I know, Jeremy, I know that you have some things to t- say about because oh, yeah. seen as you know your your show was a part of Warner Brothers. So I mean, you know, <laughs> let's start with that. I mean, what do you think mm-hmm. about what's going on with this? I will say that, you know me, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of course you uh, <laughs> Production companies get hit with these types of suits all the time. The reason mm-hmm. being is there's a lot of complications when you give rights to something or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I've worked on shows in development that have been based on someone's life. Mm-hmm. I've worked on shows where that kind of, um, that type of agreement had been made. Yeah. And when... The person that agreement is made with does not deliver and perhaps violates the contract in your eyes. You move on. Right. So that happens. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here. I don't know the details, and but that happens mm-hmm. so often in this business where, mm-hmm. you know, you sign a contract with somebody, they don't deliver, and you move on. Well, if you move on to something better or make that project work without them, they feel that you took it away from them unjustly. You feel you took it away from them because they weren't doing what they needed to do and weren't going to fulfill their obligations. Well, in, in, in that's in, what in, comes to the courts and then the courts decide, you know, who's well, right and who's wrong. According mm-hmm. to, according, well, in saying, in what you just said, actually, in, a, in accordance with what you just said, actually, uh, in the success of certain things, according to uh, uh, TMZ.com, I'm reading this off of TMZ.com, mm-hmm. uh, it says, quote, in docs obtained by TMZ, Esparza says the deal included a motion picture as well as any other remakes. He says he helped produce the 1997 biopic Selena starring Jennifer Lopez, and due to Due to that success, he claims Abraham in 1998 spoke to him about the prospect of producing a TV series, miniseries, or second film. So, 
apparently, you know, there there were, you know, Abraham did feel that it was a success enough of a success to go ahead, or he did enough of a good job to go ahead and proceed with something else. Well, again, we will see. He was yeah. a producer on that. He may not have been the producer. He may not mm-hmm. have been the one who, you know, again, we mm-hmm. don't know the ins and outs. This is what this guy feels he had the rights to. Mm. That's why this always comes yeah. down to we're hearing his side. This is how I yeah. heard the conversation. This is what he had promised me. Da 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 da. Well, mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, there could be almost no truth behind that whatsoever. We don't know. That's my point. It's gonna That's why it's going to end up into the courts. And unfortunately, we almost always, always never find out because right. they either settle, settle. And, you don't, and you don't know if they're settling to just get this person to go away because it's going to be cheaper, even though they know they're right. Or mm-hmm. they could be settling because they know they're wrong and they still need this guy to go away. We never find out the answer. But I mean, that's why this always ends right. up it sounds like Lonnie you're agreeing with this yeah kind of I mean it's just one of those things you never know uh, you know which side I mean what I guess when I look at the bigger picture of it because I love Selena and I remember when the her the biopic came out with Jennifer Lopez playing her back in the day and there were so many people with different opinions about a Puerto Rican girl playing a Mexican girl and, mm-hmm. but J-Lo oh my goodness she did a great she, job and then this is like a different subject you guys but it just always brings back this memory for me um, wow she really transformed and, and mm-hmm. captured the spirit of Selena so much that her dad said that when he first saw J-Lo he was in tears because he was so moved by it so having said that and me just connecting with you know Selena and just the amazing artist that she was and and who knows what she could have become I just think it's sad these people are fighting over the rights to her life and telling her story and unfortunately she's not here you know, I agree with and that. even even family members. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I remember when um, Whitney Houston, the whole thing came out about telling her story, and you know, and her her sister in law and her brother in law like fighting, and and I think um, Wendy Williams' company produced something on Whitney. I want to say no, 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 Aaliyah. I'm wrong, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I remember people having a lot to say about who was supposed to produce it and who was supposed to do this, that, and the other. And so many different artists. And I just think it's unfortunate when they're no longer here and these people are arguing over who's going to tell their story, whether it be through film, TV series, or what have you. And I just think it's just kind of sad because in the end, these people are profiting off of her. It's funny that you say that because I was actually going to comment exactly uh, something about that because uh, my mom actually, she uh, she told me when, mm-hmm. when Selena first came out, she would just mm-hmm. watch and she's like, can't they let that poor girl rest in peace already? Yeah, I mean, right. let her rest. It's done. Right. You know, you're, the family is still continues to profit over right. her passing. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's not right. I mean, you know, it's it's just it's just it's just horrible what they do. I mean, now her yeah. father is trying to profit off of her life in a yep. new series. I mean, come on, let that woman rest. You did the movie. You told her story. Move on. It's done. She now, was now, touring now. when she was young. She was yeah. performing at a very young age. You yeah. know. I mean, it's just it's almost like from what I saw from the movie. In my opinion, it just seems that Abraham uh, is trying was trying to live. He lived 
relive his glory days through his daughter. Yeah, vicariously through his daughter. And since he couldn't make it because, you know, times were different back then, you know, with with uh, Mm -hmm. Mexicans and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and all that. It just seems yep. to me that, you know, in racism and all that, it just seems to me that he's just trying to cap, he was just trying to live vicariously mm-hmm. through his daughter and then her life was mm-hmm. cut short. So he figured out a way to continue to live vicariously through her even after her death. Yep. And it's just not right for, for somebody, for a parent to do that. It's like. And you know, the story behind, you know, even her death, the lady, the woman who alleged. Yolanda Sandoval. Yeah, Yolanda. And I was like, I was so mad that she has my first name. You know, Yolanda is my first name. I was so mad. I'm like, oh, that's a Yolanda that's like not. A, I remember when everything happened and she was benefiting off of Selena, too, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so sad. And Selena was just so loving to her and she was obsessed with her and killed her. Well, it just it just seems that it just seems that parents continuously keep on profiting, you know, from their children's success. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's just terrible. And in talking about that, actually, that that actually is a good segue into the second topic of entertainment news involving uh, Britney Spears losing her bid uh, for her father to remove her father as a conservative. I mean, seriously, this is this is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, parents, mm-hmm. you know, be parents. Stop right? profiting over your children. Be parents. You know, I mean, that's your number one job on this earth before anything else mm-hmm. is to be a parent. You know, be and, a loving and parent. And I think with the Britney Spears situation, you know, she's been very open about her mental health issues. And it certainly doesn't help things when you're fighting with your dad and you don't want your dad managing you. And other people are you know, claiming that he should and shouldn't. And, you know, who's to say that she's not in her right mind to say, no, I don't want you involved in it. You know, well, it's gotten really ugly in that whole situation because it seems that a judge uh, here in Los Angeles has declined the application to uh, remove Jamie Spears as Britney's conservator. And it's not getting it's not getting it's not going too well, because uh, according to uh, Britney's lawyer attorney or her attorney, Samuel D. Ingham, the third, basically he told the judge, quote, my client has informed me that she's afraid of her father. Uh, and uh, uh, she will not perform again if her father is in charge of her career. That's how bad it's gotten to the point that Britney refuses to perform anymore. If her father yeah. continues to to basically, you know, have uh, you know have anything to do with her career, that's how ugly it's gotten. And this mm-hmm. is just sad to hear, you know, to to hear that that it's gotten to this point because it's your father. Right. I mean, she's your daughter. I mean, right. that do you not remember that part of of your life? That you're both you're both family. This is this shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be to the point where you know courts are involved. I mean, and I've heard this from many other children. It's like I guess mm-hmm. I guess because I was very fortunate that I was raised by two you know very loving parents. That, Healthy parents, you know, yeah. Yeah, that put me. Consider first. yourself fortunate. Yeah, they put me first above themselves, and I mean, I think that that's would have that would have been the case had I, you know, cre- made a big career, you know, in 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 the entertainment industry at a young age. I think that still would have been the case. My mom, you know, and Jeremy, you know this too because your mother was also very protective of you as well. Um, she was like a lioness. Don't 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 
go anywhere near my my son. Don't don't even think <laughs> about it. You know, mm-hmm. she was very protective of me. And again, I mean, I know for a fact that Jeremy, your mom was the same way as well. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, I did, you know, get to reach that height of success as a young kid. And my mom was very protective. She was you know, it's the only reason I did end up as half normal as I did and came out as <laughs> well, relatively. Let's, 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 you, let's, you shut up. You shut up. <laughs> I did not ask for your. This is my moment. You keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Bonnie's free to chime in. You, you I don't want to hear yeah, from. You leave the door open. I mean, come yeah, on. I think, I think Jeremy, from what I've seen and the time that I've been working with you guys, is a very well-adjusted man. He's an actor, well, Lonnie. What do you expect? <laughs> Considering everything that's gone. You know, I don't know everything. I've only I only know what he shared is very well adjusted. But I I can agree, you know, and chime in with the with the two of you. Uh, you know, my mom raised me. I uh, grew up in a single parent house, but my mother. I remember if, if I, we just want to talk about modeling because I started modeling when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. and I remember my mother, you know, being really frank with me, just saying that she didn't really care for the people in the modeling industry, mm-hmm. and she told me the reasons why. You know, and. I think then I didn't appreciate it as much as I did as I started getting older and kind of seeing, you know, what she was saying, just like the phoniness, you know, and um, and so it, it was more of less of, you know, she supported me. If that's what you want to do, cool. But, you know, her whole thing was just like developing your mind and, you know, getting some kind of education. Uh, And she was real, really clear about that. And I appreciated it because it made me not trust them so much, you know, and a very smart move on her part. Very smart. It was just like, yeah, if this is what you want to do. Cool. You know, I'll support you if it's what you want to do. But, you know, in terms of driving you down in New York City and going to the castings with you and everything, because we were living in New York at the time, that's on you, you know? So if I can jump back in, uh, I will say, and Lonnie, you can correct me on this, having worked at TMZ and, you know, Mm. (laughs) sorry, but her father, I mean, there has been rumors and implications about abuse by her father about being a very domineering and controlling man from back in the day when she was a 16 year old singer Mm -hmm. this is not a new story these are stories that have been around from people on tour with them who have i mean this has been a growing thing from all the way back then and i've seen those type of parents in the industry So it's, again, why I have felt from the beginning that in this particular situation, she needs to have a third party trust, you know, guardian. Mm -hmm. I I don't trust this guy. I don't know him. But from everything that has been seen in, you know, over 25 years or so now, 20 years, I don't I, I, I. there's been too much that is somewhat verifiable. There's been too many people who have come out and said flat out that this is a very controlling, manipulative man. Mm-hmm. I I think there's been enough of that that you can say a, someone who has no investment in this is better suited to yep. look after her. You hit it. You just you hit it on the nose right there, Jeremy. Because what I was going to say is, when you have someone who stands to benefit financially then i just think it just raises a lot of questions i mean you know? here here's one thing that i'm wondering myself actually is jamie lynn spears 
her sister. There hasn't been much like that we've heard from her actually. I'm I'm curious to see to know her opinion about the situation because nobody's really talked to her about it. Because I mean, Jamie Lynn, she had her own uh, her own fame for a little while there. Uh, you know, being a Nickelodeon star and everything, mm-hmm. um, being an actress and everything. But no one's really talked to Jamie Lynn. You know, and found out if this is if anything that her sister is saying is actually true about her father. At least I haven't haven't seen anything about that. That's my curiosity because, you know, granted, there's 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 obvious friction between Brittany and her father. But is there any friction between Jamie and her father? And what does she think about this thing? That's that's who I would love to hear from, you know, because if anybody's going to go ahead and give, uh, you know, pretty much a tiebreaker between the two would be the sister in this situation. I mean, that's that's I'm I, and I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything, uh, any any interviews that she's done. Nothing. So I have no idea what's going on with her and what her opinion of us about this. You know, we've only seen what we've seen between the two of them, but nothing about Jamie Lynn. So I don't know. I, I, this to me right here, it's, it's like, like you said, Jeremy, there's a lot of people that have been saying a lot of things about Jamie Spears saying that he's just domineering and he's always been this way, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, if, if that were the actual case, wouldn't her, her younger sister also put her two cents in here and say, yeah, my sister's right about that. Well, Again, we don't know what the family dynamic there is, Mm -hmm. and I have two theories on that. Neither one has any basis in anything. It's just my own personal opinion of looking at it. Mm -hmm. But there's two possibility, you know, two two very possible answers to that. And one is that Jamie has Jamie Linspear, you know, the little sister Mm -hmm. has been out of the spotlight for a while now she has successfully moved out of this and gotten Mm -hmm. this type of headache and drama out of her life she's got kids she's got you know she may not want to invite this type of Exactly. She she knows what's going to happen if she makes a statement. She knows what's going to happen. You don't want to take sides when you're in a family. You know, now, secondly, (laughs) it's also very possible. I know how people who, and again, this is my opinion. I'm not, I have no facts to back this up. I'm not accusing this guy of doing this, but it is possible. He has control of her money and her trust and everything else. It's very possible he's taking care of her situation and making sure she's being you know mm-hmm. taken care of who knows mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that go on with that i've seen a lot of nasty family crap i have seen people backstab each other left and right and again yep. so you just don't know that's the thing my bet is that she just she has successfully gotten away from all this craziness mm-hmm. and this constant scrutiny. And my bet is she doesn't want to do, want to see that anymore. Right. And it just seems like in show business for the artists and entertainers who have parents who manage them, whether it be a dad or mom, it always seems like there gets to be a point in their career where they decide they want to break away. And I'm just thinking that maybe it often happens. I mean, the Britney Spears situation is different because it's hard. It's kind of a gray area to be a parent and then to be a manager. You know, some people are able to do it forever, really successfully. Um, I think Usher's mom 
managed him for a long time, and she still might. Um, and then when you think of the Jacksons, Joe Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, um, Michael breaking away, Janet breaking away with, um, I think the Control album was a big thing with her declaring her independence. Well, there was, there was always issues with, with Joe and, and mm-hmm. Michael and all them. So that was that's always been made, you know, that was yeah. always known in public about that. Well, yeah. I can tell you from my own experience, it definitely doesn't work most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my step dick, uh, sorry, stepfather, um, <laughs> was made my publicist. Uh, and that did not go well. Mm-hmm. It really didn't. Um I couldn't fire him. Right. Do you feel like it was just because it was too too many gray areas? Not just too many gray areas. It wasn't even a gray area. I didn't feel like he was looking out for me at all. Wow. He was looking out for the money. All he wanted was more money. I was basically his little show pony. And I mean, I spent probably three years at one point not home for two weekends in a row because he had me flying all over the country for all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to physically come to my mother and say, I'm not doing this anymore. Good Tell for him you. to quit booking me. I will not do this. Good for you. And it was almost three years where I didn't see friends. I didn't see family. It was literally a new city every weekend. Mm-hmm. And given I'm thankful for the travel and all the places I got to see and all that stuff, I, you know, now I'm thankful for many years later because it was a cool opportunity I got to do, but it was running me ragged. It damn near killed me. I, I already had insomnia issues. I already had, you know, trying to do all your homework, study for finals, do all the things I had to do as a normal kid while being shuttled around and again, treated like a show pony. It was, it was definitely uh, not good. And this, like I said, this man never looked out for me. He looked out for the paycheck. That's all he cared about ever. So it was not a good situation. And I was unable to fire him until m- I basically was emancipated at 15 years old. Wow. And I said, you're fired. It's that simple. You're not, I, you know, you're not my publicist anymore. This man was not only living off my money because mm-hmm. I was only entitled to what was put away in my account. My 15% actually was only 10 back then. Wow. Um, but he was collecting another 5% on top. He was collecting a paycheck for 5% as my publicist as well. The man was a wow. scumbag. That's a wow. shame. That's terrible, dude. I mean, and and this is something that unfortunately it, it's a common occurrence. It's not the first time that we're going to hear about this. It's not going to be the last either, unfortunately. But I think that this new generation is starting to get smarter uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to their money, when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, taking charge of their own lives uh, in the entertainment industry. So, I mean, unfortunately, Brittany is, you know, it's been years since she's been trying to take over her life. Um, she gave her her conservatorship with uh, to, to somebody whom she believes she could trust, which is her own father. Unfortunately, that turned sour very quickly, and uh, it continues to go. Who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, now that she's got, now that her, the judge refused, lost the bid, she's gonna. She says that she's going to continue to appeal as much as possible to try to go ahead and get this done. So, what a headache! It's it's just so bad. It's just a mess. And uh, again, she says she refuses to perform. As long as he's her conservative, she refuses to continue to perform. So that's gonna that might actually 
that that could actually end up being another legal battle because if uh, if Jamie's got not only conservatorship of her of her life, he might also have some sort of a contract where they're basically stating that she has to perform. That could be another legal battle that that might get that might go bad too, because mm-hmm. you know that's you know Brittany is Jamie's cash cow, and if she doesn't perform, he doesn't get any money. Yeah. So he might end up fighting for her, fighting her and forcing her to continue to perform. And although say, I think, I mean, I don't know how much he gets just on the regular, but I think she said, I forgot the figure that I heard a while ago in terms of what her worth is. If she doesn't want to work anymore, she could totally do that. Well, I guess only time will tell. We'll find out. But I highly doubt that this is over, especially mm-hmm. after her saying that she's not going to perform. I well, think that's going to stir something else up. I'll tell you right now that she has all the power. She doesn't have to perform. If he, yep. if he gets a court order that says she has to, she can go out on stage, sing one song, and walk off and basically tell him to go screw himself. Yeah. I mean, she's the, <laughs> she's be, the be a people forget. Ball. I'm sorry. She's the performer. She can go yep. out there and speak the part and talk to the crowd and then walk off and say, screw you. I mean, <laughs> she is the performer at the end of the day. There is no one who can make her do this she can yeah, easily can like walk it. out there she can easily walk out there and say <laughs> hi everyone bye everyone and then walk hey, back hey out guys, again <laughs> hey guys she can walk out there and be like baby one more time and then just walk away yep. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> baby last time <laughs> no more time I mean, she is the performer she has the power if it comes down to that they can't win if well, she's stubborn enough they can't win <laughs> Well, we'll go ahead and keep an eye on that one and see if there's anything else that happens after that. And, you know, hopefully hopefully things will get resolved with that whole mess. But, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that one out. They'll figure that one out later on. In other entertainment news, Ken Delanian uh, goes ahead and curses live on MSNBC and apologizes. And Lonnie, this is a story you've been following, actually. Oh, my goodness. I love this story, you guys, because I feel like we all have kind of been there. Knock on wood. I've never been there but I know people who have and it's like you know you just know in show business when you're wearing a mic especially a lavalier because it's, it's easy to forget that oh, you're yeah. mic'd up oh yeah uh, you always you just never know who's listening so I remember just being out in the field with a photographer always telling me your mic's hot your mic's hot just reminding me you know because we have our banter and things that we say with each other whispering mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you just never know who's listening in the control room so apparently Ken was about to uh, get Craig Melvin tossed to his live shot and they weren't ready, which happens, especially mm-hmm. when you're in a 24 hour news cast and you're covering the election. So you're doing hits like probably like every every 10, 20 minutes. And so they came to him and he wasn't ready. And am I allowed to say it, Xander? Am yeah. Yeah. Okay, you do whatever so, you want. so so he was supposed to be doing the live hit and this was on Tuesday and Craig introduced him and then he goes, Oh shit, fuck. And while he's looking <laughs> down at his phone. And then Emma's and then Craig, what I love, because when you see the, the clip, the look on Craig's face. <laughs> which I just think because the reaction oftentimes is like the funniest thing. And I like I have to give it to Craig because being the anchor and just keeping your cool on air. His face, you know, and I think, you know, Craig just like tried to keep it moving forward and maybe they came back to him later. But of course, Ken has apologized on Twitter for... Uh 
remember what happened. He says he's sorry for the profanity that he was experiencing some technical difficulties and mistakenly hung up on the control room, though his mic was still on, which I was just saying. And so he says he blamed it on the perils of playing producer, cameraman and tech support all at the same time from home because he was doing the live report from home, which a lot of reporters are doing right now Mm -hmm. because of COVID. And then he wrote hashtag 2020 with an upside down smiling sign. (laughs) So what I want to know from you guys is have you ever swore like, I I really try to keep it clean. My mother, I mean, my my cousin has like the mouth of a sailor. Uh we, We look very similar, but she's like the bad girl and I'm the good girl. So I still, when I'm around even family members because sometimes sometimes the swear word just sums up how you feel in that moment so a lot of times I'll even say to my mom mom do you mind I say you know excuse me but and I'll I'll say because we weren't allowed to curse like when I was a kid so and I don't know if that has helped me just in show business remember not to say it even though I think it when I'm wearing a mic, but I, I totally can understand. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, on here, as far as, uh, you know, the show's concerned, I mean, I allow anybody else to say what they want to say. I try to go ahead and keep my mouth in check because I cuss like a sailor. Um, <laughs> Jeremy knows this. And the thing is, I try to like, while I'm on here, I try to go ahead and maintain a, a sense of discipline with my, with, with my cursing. Um, but uh, it, it's one of those things where there's been scientific proof, I guess, saying that people that curse more are, uh, I guess, uh, more honest or or good, really happy people or good people or more brilliant. I don't know. It's some weird, you know, thing that they did, studies mm-hmm. that they did. But I, I try to keep myself, I mean, because especially if you're on the air, uh, mm-hmm. you have kids that are told by school. I mean, this is, at least in my high school, they used to say, watch the news to go ahead and give us a report on current affairs and things like that. Uh, so you have kids that are watching the news to go ahead and do reports for school. So right. cursing on air. I mean, granted, a lot of kids these days, they, they say a lot worse things that I've ever oh, heard. Oh, uh, they, they teach me words. There's some words Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm like, how in the world? You're, you're five. How did you know that word? So it's so crazy to hear them. But I mean, uh, like I said, you know, as far as, as far as, uh, you know, being on a nationally or, or just a local news show, yes, Obviously, it's FCC regulated, and if you say something like that, you know you're gonna get fined for that, and that's that's uh, that's uh, that's a reflection on the the news, the station, the the station manager, the you know the network itself. I mean, it's it just it just it's a domino effect when it comes to something like that. Um, in my opinion, when it comes to podcasts, we're not FCC regulated. Uh, you know, we're all completely independent until you know mm-hmm. until uh, further notice. Uh, right. So we're allowed to go ahead and you know we have a little more leeway where that's why we play certain certain songs that are unedited uh or not edited for radio uh so and then of course we have people like jeremy that cuss like a sailor um <laughs> he's got no filter whatsoever which i love i, try. About. I, well, try. I, I love that but i love that about you because it's you that's that's I, just i you. normally like people who swear a lot i don't know there's something about it that i love because to me there's certain people who just pull it off and it's funny as hell that's jeremy <laughs> You know, he puts perfectly, you know, whatever, he can, whatever. Because the thing is that, you know, Jeremy, 
when I look at you, well, when I well when I first met you, when I look at you, I look at sweet, innocent little Ben C. <laughs> and then the moment you start talking, that just goes all out the window, <laughs> like automatically. I'm like, yeah. like God, <laughs> you know. Well, you got to remember. I mean, my uncle was a hell's angel. My, you know, I grew up around adults. I hung out with the grips on the show and stuff. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I could I could make truckers blush by the time I was ten. So <laughs> it's it's a bad habit to a degree, and I have tried to break it more, especially in mixed company. And I've gotten better at that. But you know, talking with you guys, and again, trying to be honest with our listeners and just be myself, uh, you know, it's going to come out. And mm-hmm. that's and you know what, I appreciate that. I love the honesty. That's not, I wouldn't have you on here otherwise. You know, I mean, you go ahead and you give the the color commentating portion of it, very colorful commentating, you know, portion of it. And I want that. That's exactly why I want that. Yeah. I want that type of atmosphere on the show where you can feel free to say whatever you want. And that's and 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 that invitation extends to Lonnie as well. I know Lonnie, you're totally. you're, you're the angel totally. between the two I'm of not, us. Not really, you guys. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, when I'm alone, okay, so you guys get the Lonnie on air, and I'm not saying I'm not being myself, but I'm just, I am a lady. You know what I mean? There is that part of me. But there's another part of me that can, I want to say a couple weeks ago, I called somebody a bitch. There you go. I I called somebody a bitch because she was being a bitch (laughs) when I was traveling. And I I mean, I'm just keeping it real. And it's like, I did not feel one bit bad about it and my cousin who was laughing she's just like you know for you to call someone a bitch she I must know have pissed you, you off you really meant it and I said absolutely and then and the funniest thing is she was trying and then she tried to use her clout over me did you just call me I said yes I did I said because you're being one right now oh <laughs> uh, that's a, that that's that's when you know like and, and she would have taken it further it was like that's when you know the earrings come off she's oh, come oh, off yeah, everything yeah, guys like oh there. it's on now <laughs> I can go there I can go there so you know but I'm and, normally I'm the kind of person that like I will say shit and f the f word and stuff when I like stow my toe or yeah. like I so so the me behind closed doors or when I'm with myself or I forget where I'm going or today when I'm looking for the coffee place I'm like <laughs> I, I'm very familiar with that particular emotion. <laughs> I mean, it, you know what? Y'all are better people than I am because I actually try to go ahead and uh, I, you know, for some reason, and this is just, and Lonnie, I, when we first talked, you know, when we first yeah. spoke, yeah. Uh, this came up actually where I basically said that I try to maintain a level of professionalism when I'm the host of the show. That. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that's just me. That's just my habit. That's just, it's not me being fake. It's just my habit, you know, right. of just, of just, you know, being that. Well, you person. should. Well, I mean, occasionally I'll go ahead and say the word shit. You know, yeah. I mean, I will go ahead and say the word <laughs> every once in a while, but that's, that's as far as I go. And I try to maintain that just because that's a habit that I've been, that I've been, that I went to school for. And I, and it's just been instilled in me to go ahead and keep that habit. But, you know, off air, ask Jeremy. 
You know what I mean? The F bombs <laughs> drop like it's Hiroshima. It's, it's just so bad, you know. But I get what you're saying. You know, as far mm-hmm. as as far as Ken is concerned, I mean, it just it sucks that it happened. I'm curious to I'm curious. I think to he know. still has his job, right? Of he course, it was a mistake. Well, I mean, it's an yeah. accident. He apologized mm-hmm. for it. You know, and it could happen to anybody. But my curiosity is, what what did he see in his phone that had him react that way? You know? I know. It must have been something crazy for him to like get that kind of a reaction, you know, off the air or you know with a hot mic. So that's yeah, that- it might have been the producer like sending him a text saying you're on. You know what I mean? And just in that <laughs> moment of like them sending the text saying you're on, or it might have been um, because if you're doing these live reports, if and a lot of these guys are doing it from their smartphones or doing it from. Um, what is it? The uh, not not the laptop, but like uh, I forgot the name of the thing. And so you can see yourself. So he might have not known that he was on, and then he looked, and he might realize, oh shit, I'm <laughs> you know I mean? like in that moment. So. You gotta love those reactions. Yeah, those are the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to glad to see that uh, you know that he still has a job by the looks of it. I mean, they shouldn't reprimand reprimand him that bad for the. For yeah. The, for that whole thing. I mean, it's a mistake. It can happen to anybody. I mean, come on, you know, stop, stop. You know, I, I, I would think that the producers wouldn't have that much of a stick up their ass to go ahead and just, you know, be that anal about it. So glad to hear you. I'm not sure what the job. viewers are saying on Twitter, but I bet people are laughing. I mean, when you think about the language oh. on Twitter, my goodness. Oh, it's all <laughs> over the place. You can't really, you can't really escape, <laughs> you know, that kind of language anywhere, really. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, get, get real. That language is going to be everywhere. So, Yep. But anyways, well, not good story on that one, Lonnie. And uh, you know, I'm glad uh, that was actually a funny one. I actually enjoyed <laughs> listening to that one. I gotta actually check out the clip too, because that that should be funny to watch. Actually, yeah. You'll coming laugh. up, coming up in sports, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Alabama LSU cancellations, Texas A&M tennis uh, versus Tennessee cancellations due to COVID nineteen. Again, Jeremy's got a lot to talk about with that one, so we'll we'll chat about that one coming up next. But first. Here is J.P. Castillo's Jugar al Amor right here on The Xander Effect. Yeah, ya nada de ti me impresiona, ey. Juegas con todos y los ilusionas, ey. Yeah. Pero conmigo no te va a funcionar, no, no, no Ese jueguito yo me lo inventé, yeah Si no está 
sientas que ya no aguanta y quieres conmigo y te saco los de mí dos. Pero por favor de mí no te enamores, que ya no soy para un mundo de colores. Ahora estoy viviendo momentos mejores, solito y sin compromiso, así que no me llores. ¿Qué quieres? Si apareces de la nada y te vas de repente, baby. Solo mírame a la cara y dime qué se siente saber que yo estoy dispuesto a jugar tu juego. Solo dime si lo tomas, porque si no está luego, baby. Hey guys, this is Ian Gary. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Dovely. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effects. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Jump up and down and move it all around. 
your hand to the sound, put your hands on the ground. Take one step left and one step right. One to the front and one to the side. Clap your hands once and clap your hands twice. And if it looks like this, then you're doing it. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. A little bit of Jessica, here I am. A little bit of you makes me your man. A little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita's all I need, a little bit of Tina's what I see, a little bit of Sandra in the sun, a little bit of Mary all night long, a little bit of Jessica, here I am, a little bit of you makes me your man. What's happening? This is your favorite gangster, Du Brown. I repped that 305 that day, County, that MIA, yo. And we checking in with Xander Dames on the Xander Effect.
That was Harvey Danger's flagpole sit-up right here on the Xander Effect. In sports, looks like uh, looks like uh, there's going to be a bunch of postponements, uh, you know, and reschedules uh, due to COVID-19 with the NCAA. Alabama versus LSU, Texas A&M versus Tennessee are two of the of the games that are being postponed. Uh, the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said in a statement, "Quote: While it is unfortunate to have multiple postponements in the same week, we began the season with the understanding interruptions." to the schedule were possible and we have remained focused throughout the season on the health of everyone around our programs. We must remain vigilant within our programs and in our communities to prevent the spread of the virus and to manage activities that contribute to these interruptions. Now, Jeremy, I know you're going to have to say something about this because you've been you've uh, pretty much been very vocal about the NCAA and their irresponsibility mm-hmm. towards the these uh, young players uh, and pretty much almost almost holding them hostage that pretty much saying either you play or you lose everything. Yeah, this SEC, SEC commissioner is a liar. Sorry. He mm. just said that his, mm-hmm. his their, their main concern is the kids. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. If their main concern was the kids, they would tell them that their scholarships are guaranteed whether they play or not. They are forcing these kids to play. These kids have no other opportunity or else their scholarships will be taken away. This is not okay. It's not okay in any way, shape, or form. The NCAA has done this. The mm-hmm. SEC has done this. Unfortunately, so has the Pac-12, even though they were the ones who held out the longest. I'm sorry. I know the almighty dollar is important, and I know jobs do depend on this, but mm-hmm. these, that is your job, okay? Your job. Mm-hmm. You're being paid. You are an adult being paid for a job. These kids do not get paid. Yep. And you're, they're being told if they don't risk their lives, their future is taken away from them. That's terrible. This That's is terrible. absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And the fact that these kids are ha- are being forced to. And as I said, most of these kids want to because they're competitive and they're young. They think they're invincible. Some mm-hmm. adults, some people with some knowledge, experience and actual balls needs to step up and protect these kids. Yep. I I couldn't agree with you more, Jeremy, because what I'm worried about and what everyone's talking about whenever I hear any of the health experts and doctors talking about this disease, this virus is that the long term complications that people Mm -hmm. have after. And so even though, you know, they're in their teens, maybe early 20s, nobody really knows what it's going to be like years down the line when people are having breathing issues and heart problems because of this. And there are a couple of those athletes, they're playing a sport, but they may have asthma or they Mm -hmm. might have, you know, a heart condition, heart heart disease might run in their families. And so I'm always looking at the big picture after college, then what, you know, and to put their lives at risk now just for the dollar is wrong. No, and it's and it's and it's true too because I mean, uh, like you said, Lonnie. I mean, some of these athletes they do suffer from asthma. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we if you if you guys recall, we were just talking about this a uh, few episodes ago. How Dave Batista used to used to have an inhaler uh, at ringside mm-hmm. whenever he whenever he did wrestling. So I mean, because he suffered from asthma. So it's one of those things where a lot of athletes they were they're born with with asthma, and yep. this is a respiratory virus that attacks. The lungs so it's 
it's very concerning when these uh, when the NCAA, the SEC, and all the and the Pac and the and the Pac twelve, all of them, you know, they they go ahead and risk these these young athletes, these these young kids, because they risk their lives all because of the money, and that's just it's just mm-hmm. horrible for the to, for us to see that. And the thing is that we see that we actually see that it's right in front of us, and yet nothing's being done. I mean, it, it would be different if if uh, if it was just rumor or hearsay or anything like that. But it's actually right in front of us. We're actually mm-hmm. seeing this happen, and nothing can be done. Nothing is being done. All all the SEC commissioner can say is remain vigilant. I mean, that's not good enough. That's that, not good that, enough. Yeah, I feel like th- those words "remain vigilant" are just wasted words. Sometimes, seriously, that's like the PR thing to say. Yeah, like we must remain vigilant. That sounds like something yeah. a politician would say. Uh-huh. You know, pretty much. You know, translation, aka, we're you're screwed. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what <clears throat> it is at this point. And they need to go ahead and definitely remedy this. A little bit more aggressively. I mean, there's still, there's still. I mean, a day earlier, the SEC announced the postponement of Auburn at Mississippi State until December 12th. Um, you have Texas of A&M versus Tennessee it has also been rescheduled for December 12th. But there's a problem because LSU already has a game that day um, uh, with Alabama. It, it's still, it, that's still going to be up in there. It's, it's caused, it's caused chaos with the scheduling, but that doesn't really matter. That's the least of anybody's problems. The right. scheduling could be, could be go ahead and rearrange you know, in, in, in a different form. But right now the main concern is the health and safety of not just the students, but also the staff that are around them too. And right. that just doesn't seem to be something that they have addressed. They have not addressed, you know, how they're going to keep them safe. They're not. They haven't addressed how mm-hmm. they're going to go ahead and and uh, and keep these athletes from not losing their scholarships. They haven't addressed any of that. All they've said is, "Oh, we're just postponing it for the safety." Okay, so I mean, does that mean th- is that going to affect the scholarships at all? Is that going to affect anything else? I mean, come on. There's got to be. There's got to be more than that. And uh, hopefully. Mm-hmm. People will start, you know, raising an eyebrow in that direction and say, hey, you guys have got to start making some changes. Let's 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 figure something out here, because NCAA isn't the only isn't isn't the only issue right now. They're also talking about we're talking about now uh, professional hockey and everything else like that, because Mm -hmm. hockey is indoors and so are practices. So they're they're trying to figure out ways to go ahead and and kind of uh, kind of figure that out, too. Uh, it's just scary because this virus, and I was just li- listening to one of the doctors the other day talking, the newly appointed um, task force that Biden appointed. Um, and he was on the other day. And one of the things he talked about was that this virus, reason why the cases are going up, and we've heard this before, is because it thrives in dry, cold air. So, mm-hmm. Xander, with you mentioning hockey just now, immediately I just think, OK, hockey rink. Mm-hmm. That air is cold and it's Freezing. dry. Yep. 
Yep, very true. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully, like I said, hopefully they'll they'll go ahead and uh, figure out ways to uh, to keep the players safe because that's the priority: keeping these mm-hmm. kids safe, keeping these kids, you know, uh, you know, alive because that's that's a main priority here, and also the staff as well. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you got to go ahead, and some of these staff members are old are older, and mm-hmm. they're more susceptible to these to this virus. I mean, granted, yeah, these some of these kids, most of these kids are are young. They're healthy. They'll be able to get 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 uh, get over this virus pretty you know pretty soundly pretty quickly. But I mean that's not a guarantee either. Just recently today there was a news report of a five year old healthy little girl that died of COVID. So sad. <clears throat> I mean it's it's this virus is unpredictable. It's so random. Yeah, yeah. everyone responds differently. It's just exactly. so random. Exactly. I mean you go from from a five year old that died a healthy five year old that died of COVID to a ninety five year old. My my one of my Fighting father's one, one of my father one of my father's friends. Mm-hmm. He's he's 95 years old he survived it yeah it yeah. just it, it just it's unpredictable you don't mm-hmm. know you don't know that's how that's how crazy this virus is is that you just mm-hmm. don't know so hopefully they'll figure out ways to to keep uh keep these people safe and you know hopefully that that'll all get resolved it, uh speaking of in other sports news uh dodgers uh justin turner is out and about. He's wearing a face mask and he was seen actually walking his dogs uh, two weeks after he was removed from, from the World Series finale over over COVID, you know, halfway through the through the game. And uh, he got a lot of flack for it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because he was seen, uh, you know, uh, with his with his uh, fellow teammates and, uh, you know, uh, out there celebrating the, the the World Series win and everything else. So he got a lot of flack for it. And Jeremy, you you know, you kind of uh, defended him uh, during this time, uh, basically saying that he held his breath, you know, with his with his mask off. But there were reports. <laughs> but there were reports that he wasn't actually that he was freely talking to people. Jeremy, were you a little biased? being a fan. (laughs) There is some bias there, but as you saw, all I was referring to was that actual team photo. Okay. And during that team photo, that's when, if you see the video of the team photo, that's what they did. Now, he was on the field, apparently talking to people, had his mask down, was around people. That was a different thing. I didn't see that video, and I wasn't referring to that at that time. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it it, it basically, he he went ahead and, uh, you know, he he felt bad for what happened and he went he said quote in hindsight i should have waited until the field was clear of others to take that photo with my wife uh, i sincerely apologize to everyone on the field for failing to appreciate the risks of returning to the field i have spoken with almost every teammate coach and staff member and my intentions were never to make anyone uncomfortable or put anyone at further risk um and i i could tell that that's that's you know he was sincere about that but unfortunately uh, there were other players and family members that were infected. Not ne- they're not saying it's necessary. It was necessarily from him, necessarily, but they did say there were reports that were other teammates were infected with COVID nineteen. Uh, so they're still they're still trying to co- do a contact trace with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's apparent that uh, Justin felt bad about what happened, and uh, 
I actually met Justin a few years ago uh, in the club scene. Actually, I, I, I he was actually mm-hmm. a uh, a guest of mine that uh, would come to the clubs every once in a while. And this was back when he was playing for the Mets. And um, uh, nice guy, really, really nice yeah. guy, uh, stand up dude. Never not, <clears throat> not not a jerk at all. Really, just fun loving. Really, just having a good time type of person. And uh, I could tell that he was, you know, he sincerely met, you know, meant what he said uh, because I met the guy and he was just a really nice guy. So, I mean, cool. it sucks that this whole situation happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm glad that he was at least able to mm-hmm. uh, to express his, his, you know, his regret for mm-hmm. what he did. Unfortunately, um, nobody else got it, right? No, they said that only a few people got it. I mean, I think there's um, still... The, the thing is, um, they have staff and uh, Dodgers team like office people as well who came down with it around the same time so that's why they're trying to do the contact tracing is they have no idea if somebody one of them gave it to justin one of the other Mm -hmm. players might have had it before or if justin was patient zero in this you know in in this little cluster they don't know yet but there were some longtime dodger staffers who did test positive and i believe one or two other players as well so that's why they're trying to figure out you know kind of contact tracing who was where what happened um Mm -hmm. because they just don't know everybody kind of came down around the same time the the small handful of people who did um so that's that's what they're trying to figure out right yeah, now. Yeah, because it just doesn't make any sense that that I mean they were in that bubble for a long time, and mm-hmm. for one player to get it, I mean he would have had to of he would have had to have uh, violated the restrictions somehow. And I doubt that I doubt that that Justin would have uh, compromised the World Series of all things to yeah, go ahead this, and this and take some time out. This is such a mystery, Xander. You, you hear of these cases where one person in a, in a household gets it and then the wife and everybody else didn't get it actually that happened to my cousin he got it and his wife i mean i agree with you it's a larger larger group of people it's a a larger bubble Mm -hmm. but his wife thank god didn't get it and his son didn't but he had it right he had to quarantine in the basement for two weeks then you have people like my my friend amanda who basically her uh son i believe got it first and gave it Mm -hmm. to her and literally it went through the whole family wow even though they quarantined, you know, and did everything they should do the first time, it went through her, then it went through her mm-hmm. husband, then it went, and, you know, each one had different varying, I think only one of them really got hit horribly hard where they were laid out, and that was my friend Amanda. But again, it's just mm-hmm. such a random thing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully things will start, you know, getting better now with this, with the rumors mm-hmm. of this new vaccine and everything. And hopefully, you know, this, this will finally get under control because this is chaotic. This is absolutely chaotic what's yeah. going on in the world. So, but uh, in other, in other sports news, uh, Brown's Odell Beckham Jr. has surgery to repair his torn ACL and he is expected to come back for the 2021 uh, NFL season. Now, there, that begs a question right now, and and Jeremy, we've talked about this before in the past about how a torn ACL—that's a pretty serious injury—and sometimes players are not the same afterward when they come back. I mean, you know, receivers do you think in particular. Exactly. Do, do you think that might be the case with Odell? 
It's going to be hard. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. has, from what I've been told, an incredible um, work ethic in the gym for keeping himself in shape, for, Mm -hmm. you know, recovery, for all of that stuff. So if anybody has a shot at it, you know, he's going to have a shot. He's very lucky that it was not the unholy trinity, all three, Mm -hmm. you know, the MCL, ACL, you know. That's, that's, I mean, for a, for a running back or a wide receiver, that's death. I mean, the triple, Mm -hmm. the, 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 the unholy trinity is the worst knee injury you can get if you're one of those two positions. So, you know, the, man your ligaments that affects your planting that affects your change of direction that affects Mm -hmm. everything that a wide receiver Mm -hmm. has to do so Mm -hmm. can he come back from it yes he can but is he going to be a step slower is he going to be able to do what he could do we're going to have to wait and see it's really hard for for a receiver to come back and you know to trust that leg again and all that it's a really difficult process especially knowing that odell is a deep zone route runner Runner. That's the other thing is that mm-hmm. he he loves going deep. He loves catching deep balls. I mean, it's going to be difficult for him to actually be able to outrun a corner uh, with 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 that with with the leg the way he has it. So it that's that's a tough call right there because like you know we've known mm-hmm. that players they don't always come back the same. They don't always have that confidence. And, and he's not as young sometimes. as he used to be as well. Exactly. So. Right. Yeah. But I was just about to say, you guys, he's twenty eight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in, in NFL years, that's already a veteran right there. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just depends on who you are. Like like uh, Jeremy was saying, you know, um, if anybody can do it, defy the odds, somebody like him who has a really good work ethic and is really and works really hard. Well, the the example of that is to me always Jerry Rice at, I don't know, mm-hmm. it was 35, 36, might have been almost 40 at that point, um, tore his ACL. And everybody said, Rice is done. You know, mm-hmm. no way at that age. Well, there's never been a workout machine like Jerry Rice ever. Oh, he's Every, amazing. Everybody who has ever, ever played with the man or worked out with him or saw him in the training room has always said he was beyond anything they had ever seen and sure enough jerry rice came back just as strong just as fast and had his best season late in his career it wasn't his best season of his career but his best season late in that career was the year he came back from that acl injury jerry rice was amazing Ah, he's a goat. We'll see. OBJ has a shot. I've heard he's a beast in the, you know, in the training room and that his ethic, you know, his, his focus and his work ethic with that is, is second to none. So he's got a shot and hopefully, you know, he can, he can get it healed and has no bad setbacks. And it sounds like OBJ has a good attitude about it because he was quoted as saying, now let the journey begin and and it's going to be a journey. Yeah, I was actually going to just say that right now that in his Instagram, he also said, sit back, sit back, sit back, relax and watch how God works. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's very, he's got a positive attitude about it. You know, obviously he's very, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's got his faith that mm-hmm. uh, he believes strongly in. And uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's just going to allow the journey to begin. So we'll see what happens next season, 2021. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a lot of other things are going to be semi back to normal by, by then. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Coming up next in video game news, uh, Sony 
Sony execs are basically saying that the transition from PS4 to PS5 will be expected to take three years. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's Lifelines. She's the one right here on the Xander Effect.
What up? This is AB. Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Max and Model Riley Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Xander Effect. Desde el balcón, desayuno en la cama, ¿por qué no? Oh, tengo un closet full de Cristian Dior, obras de Picasso y hasta de Van Gogh. Tantos autos y diamantes, avión con mi nombre adelante. Todo lo que tengo solo tiene precio, sí, lo comparto junto a ti, yeah, yeah.
Hey guys, this is Simon Lunch here, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. 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 Let me
That was Panic at the Disco's version of Bohemian Rhapsody right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, Sony execs are basically saying that the transition from PS4 to PS5 is expected to take three years, which, to be honest, that actually that that actually makes a lot of sense um, because there's still a lot of people that won't be able to afford a PS5. And on top of that, the availability Y'all, let me tell you something right now. Break it down, Xander. Break it down. Well, yesterday, let me give you an example of what's going on. Yesterday, um, on Tuesday, there was announced. It was announced uh, through various social uh, social media outlets and also websites that Walmart was going to have. Uh, available uh, Xbox the, the, new, the next gen Xbox Series X at noon Eastern time 9am our time so I set my alarm woke up uh, you know and I was ready to go I had the website Walmart ready to go to go ahead and buy my, buy my next gen console and I went ahead and I clicked at 8.59, I clicked the buy, or I refreshed the Walmart page. Sure enough, boom, it said right there. Before it used to say, uh, you know, uh, out of stock, you know, we'll let you know when it's in stock. I refreshed it. Sure enough, it said right there, uh, buy Xbox Series X. I went ahead and clicked it. I read the information, read, you know, uh, put in my, my, my credit card info, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, then it sent me to the next page that basically said, do you want a warranty? Clicked yes. As soon as I clicked checkout, it was, and I saw the time, 9.03 a.m. I clicked checkout. Next page said out of stock. Wow. Three, three minutes. minutes. Three wow. minutes. Wow. And wonder, it was out of stock. In, in, in those three minutes, I wonder how many people, how many people, that's what I would They didn't even check. They didn't even check to, for warranty or nothing. They just clicked immediately wow. to go ahead and get that. Three minutes and it was out of stock. And if this is the type of, this is the type of, 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 uh, of trend that we're going to be seeing, pattern that we're going to be seeing off of Xbox and Sony, or I'm, I'm sorry, Microsoft and Sony, no one's going to be able to get a console until probably, and Jeremy, we talked about this last night, probably until like summer of next year. Yeah. Because wow. they're just going to be trickling in these consoles little by little at least at least sony they at least gave uh gave the public at least five different uh windows of opportunity to get a ps5 microsoft one window of opportunity come on microsoft really you're gonna go ahead i mean jeremy your theory is that they have plenty of of uh consoles in their in their in their uh warehouses they just they're just trickling this down it's not a theory, it's a fact. They have plenty, they have the capability of making as many as they need as quickly as they need. They have that capability. It's artificially manufactured need, uh, you know, demand and supply. It's absolutely ridiculous and it's been getting worse and worse with every release. With every new console over the last four consoles, they release, it started with the PS2, it was, mm-hmm. And it's gotten worse and worse from there. Every single time Microsoft and Sony release their new, they automatically artificially restrict how many they're putting out there. And the trickle effect has gotten worse and worse. And it's just, it creates this frenzy. And then yeah. they release, they'll release more around Christmas. Again, they're going to be small windows. People are going to sell out. You can end up seeing them going for twice as much, three times as much on eBay and other places. Oh, like yeah. That. I saw it. I mean, I'll admit this right now. My little brothers wanted a PS2 so badly. 
and I I did what a lot of people did for their kids or for their family or for whatever. I went on eBay and I paid a ridiculous yeah. amount to get like a hold that. of a PS2 for my brothers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, right now, right now, Xbox uh, Series X, I've seen as much as it being sold on eBay for $5,000. Yeah, That's crazy. Me. A console well, uh, that cost $608 with tax, because I checked, $608 with with tax and with a three-year warranty, going for $5,000 on eBay. That's well, ridiculous. It That's sounds crazy. about right to me, though, considering, you know, the price tag on the PS2 was, I think, $200 or $225, and I paid almost $1,200 for it. Jesus. Wow. That's just a ripoff. That's just like, it's like, mm -hmm. people, you could go ahead, and this is by no reflection on you, Jeremy, but you could go ahead and wait a couple of months until right. until everything blows over. Why? What's the need of having that system right then and there? You can wait. I mean, it's Sony execs literally said it takes three years to transition from a PS4 to PS5. You got three years to go ahead and get a brand new console before before it completely transitions over. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to get it. And the same thing goes for Xbox. They take mm -hmm. about the same amount of time to go ahead and transition from one uh, from one console to the next with all the games. I mean, when the Xbox One came out, there was still 360 games being played for at least another for at least a year and a half. After Not just Xbox being One played, but being made. Exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous for people to think that, oh, my God, a new console. That means they're going to stop making games for the old console. No. What they're doing, actually what they're doing is mm -hmm. that they're, they're coming up with new games, but they're also giving the option of this is a brand new game, but it's also uh, going to be uh, able to be played on the, on the next gen console. So that's still happening. Like, for example, all the games that I've gotten so far this year, uh, you know, NBA 2K20, 2K21, um, mm -hmm. UFC 4, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk, all of these games, they said on there when you buy them, are playable on the next-gen consoles. So they're already prepared. They're already slowly starting the process now that the the game, the, the console's been released. They're slowly starting the process of the transition. You have plenty of time to get it. People need to just relax. If you right. don't get it by Christmas, guess what? There's always next year. There's always next. There's always next February. Yeah, what's the urgency? Exactly. The only thing I can compare this to you guys is okay. So I've become more of a sneakerhead, and um, Beyonce uh, came out with her Ivy Park line, and when it first came out, it like she announced it, and then it, everything. I just wanted the sneakers, the Adidas. It's for Adidas, and I wanted these sneakers that. They're really cute. They're old school style, you know, with the gum sole. And I thought they were super cute. And I remember we went to the Adidas store on Melrose and in another place sold out. And the only place where you could find them was on eBay, like how Jeremy mentioned. But you had to pay like twice or almost three times as much as you would have paid in the store. So now her new line just came out. 
and um, it's like a couple of different, it's the same Ivy Park line, but like new colors and new styles for the holidays. And it's smart that she's releasing it right around the time of Christmas. The same with, you know, video games, because you know the hype. And it's just like, I don't even know. I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, whatever. I, I want the sneakers that were out before. If I get them, I get them. If I don't, I don't. I'm cool with whatever, because of just the hype with supply and demand. You know, it's just it's you. just it's just crazy yeah. but i mean you know like now that we know how long it's going to actually take for the game for at least with sony as far as sony playstation 5 is concerned then you know now that people know that it's going to take three years to for the transition to happen i mean i'm hoping that they'll take their time in trying to buy this console you know and mm-hmm. and stop giving these big corporations an opportunity to screw with you because that's exactly what they're doing they're messing with you you know like come on it's just dumb but in talking about uh uh video games and uh you know in talking about assassin's creed valhalla man i gotta tell you that game i just it just came out on tuesday started playing it and it's the map is massive (laughs) the map is really big um but oh my god the graphics the story everything is incredible in that game and uh, wow. I actually told I actually told Jeremy this yesterday, and Jeremy was uh, drooling on the phone. It was kind of disgusting, really. Um, <laughs> you can hear him drooling. <laughs> I can hear him. I can hear. He's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, it's awesome. It's crazy. You were getting turned on, weren't you? I was a little bit. It's kind of. Is it weird? Is it is it weird? Or you know, it's just no, it's not, for, weird. not for you. Okay, just making sure. All right, just I'm glad. But um, but yeah, I mean. It's just, it's an incredible game. I mean, I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend anybody, if you guys love those types of, uh, you know, uh, role-playing games and those types of story uh, story type of games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, definitely you got to get it. It's, I mean, and I'm just scratching the surface. I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys more of a report when I get further deeper into the game, but it's so long. Okay. And the map is just so broad that it's just so much to do in that game that you just can't really choose one. I mean, they have uh, they have something called uh, flighting, which is similar to like rap battles, I guess you might say, of that time. Wow. Where wow. Um, you could go ahead and uh, it's like poetry and, you know, you, you battle somebody and kind of, you know, uh, you have to match wits with them. Uh, so that's something that's uh, kind of important when you want to go ahead and raise your, your, uh, your charisma in the game and get more missions out of there. So that's definitely something that uh, people should look out for as well. Not take that uh, so lightly. Just make sure you you participate in a lot of those. And there's just a lot of little missions here and there uh, that you have to participate in that, that make a difference in your in the game, in the way the game progresses. So I'll let you guys know a little bit more about it when I dive di- yeah. deeper into it. But uh, for now, amazing game. Go ahead, check it out. It's out now. You know, make sure you get it. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so so much for uh, joining me, uh, joining us actually on the Xander Effect. Want to thank my uh, my co-host here. First off, I'd like to thank Mr. Jeremy Miller. You're a jackass, but I love you. I know, I know. <laughs> so glad to have you here. And of course, the lovely Lonnie Rivera. Lonnie, thank you so much for being a part of the show once again. Thanks, fellas. Great show today. Awesome. Peace. 
Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely great show. Uh, and remember, guys, we're still in the pandemic, so make sure you watch each other's backs. Make sure you uh, continue to wear that mask when you go out. Uh, go ahead and practice general, you know, basic hygiene. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your gloves if you got them. Wear your goggles if you got them because, uh, you know, that all, you know, the safety of you and your family all depend on it. Uh, the safety of others depend on it. So make sure you watch each other's backs. Again, we're in this together. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, open them up. Yeah. 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 Sony Music The Orchard and Ertelsman in association with Art19 Media.